little by little the past couple of weeks. And when I was praying about, okay, God, what do you want me to say to this in the middle of the city? God said, you need to say this. So the title of today's message is Poured Out. Poured Out. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for, once again, the ability to gather together and worship in, the, in, in your presence, to worship in, in, the op- in the open air in the middle of downtown, God. And Lord, we ask that this word that is being preached today reach beyond this, this plaza and go all over this downtown, Lord God. I know sound bounces up and down Main Street, so let the sound bounce all the way up and down Main Street. Let it spread to Memorial. Let people start getting drawn in by the word of God, because it is by the word that we have power, we have a life, that we have nourishment. So Lord God, nourish us with your word. We come against anything that will try to rise up against this word, Lord God. Lord God, we command that you stifle the mouth of the enemy. You shut the mouth of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray over the hearers of this word that, that you are tilling the soil right now, that you're tilling the soil of the heart so that they, we may get the fertile ground so that you can get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's talk about Chadwick Bozeman. When I, when I, when I found out that he passed away, it was, uh, we were all, on a, we have like a, a chat with um, my sister, one of our cousins, and um, one of somebody we adopted into the family. So we have this chat, and I think, Trey, I think you're the one who sent the, sent the message that chat with them pass. Not, not chat with died, chat with them pass. That's how you say when family died, they done pass. And I said, I didn't know he was sick. It's like, it like a stereotypical conversation. <laughs> I didn't know he was sick. No one knew he was sick. This man had been sick for four years. The four, the, the four most popular, most famous years of his career, he was the sickest, but he's flipping over stuff, kicking people, fighting folk, playing different people's biopics and stuff, and no one knew that he was sick. In the midst of his sickness, he would go to, host- to children's hospitals and visit cancer patients. One of the last things he did on this earth was create a Black Panther pack for a child with terminal cancer while he was dealing with terminal cancer. This man gave inspiring speeches that transcend the youth of his life, that he spoke great wisdom And he's one of the very few people in Hollywood that nobody has a bad word to say about. And you know that's hard to find. And watching him, I said, God, I want a life like that. Lord, let me live till I'm 90 in the name of Jesus. But I want to know that when my eyes close to this side and open on the other side, that I have done everything that you called me to do. Let's go to Philippians. If you got your Bible, got your Bible. If you're fancy, you have your Bible. That's your tablet Bible. My Bible's the camera today, so I gotta make do with my notes. <laughs> We're gonna go to the Book of Philippians, the second chapter. I'm not gonna preach long.
it's good to see y'all. It just really warms my heart to see all y'all. It really does. Philippians, the second chapter, we'll be starting at the 12th verse. And I'm reading from the Christian Standard. And it says this, Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purposes. Do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the world. By holding firm to the word of life, then I can boast in the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. This is the crucial part. But even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. In the same way, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. I'll read those last two verses again. But even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. In the same way, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. So let's talk about this, that phrase, if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith. The Greek of poured out is spindle. It means to pour out as a drink offering or make a libation. And it's also used of one whose blood is poured out in a violent death for the cause of God. We're going to jump to that in a second. But 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 what Paul was talking about here, because let me give you something. Can let me can I can I be a Bible nerd really quick? That we have to understand that yes, Paul was a Roman citizen, but he was also Jewish. He was a Pharisee by teaching. So he knew about the Old Testament traditions, and the drink offering was actually a part of the sacrifice. That they brought, yes, they brought the fatted calf and the grain, but they also they also is equivalent to about a gallon, depending on the instructions, of of, of the good wine. Not the cheap arbor mist, the good stuff that done fermented for a while. Y'all can laugh, that's okay. I know some of us be sipping, praise God, but <laughs> but they, it was the best wine. And it was significant because it took labor to create and time to sit to be at its best. If you just crush the grape and you drink the liquid, honey, that's Welch's, that's grape juice. That, that wasn't wine. And wine was a part of the culture. Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. Not just cheap wine. What kind of wine? The best wine. If you read the story, the, party, the, uh, the person in charge of the party says, y'all, guess what? Typically, they, they would, they would drink, bring the best stuff out first. And then they would bring out the when, when, you, when you're nice and liquored up. They would bring y'all <laughs> when 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 you was nice and spicy. They bring out the cheap stuff because you didn't know the difference. So God required the best wine. Somebody say the best wine. Ooh, I like y'all talking back today. I love it. This is gonna be a good message. And the drink offering was a sign of rest after victory. That the drink offering was not offered till after they entered into the promised land. Now, here's the catch about the drink offering. The, 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 priest, the temple priest could get a tithe of the, fat, of, the, of the burnt stuff and the grain, but they could not touch the wine. 
Did y'all catch that? They can get they can get a they can get a, an oxen leg. They can get a they can get they can get a dove or oh, dove wing. The dove it's a, a, a nice part of the dove because the doves are small. You could get you could get a little piece of the food, but you could not touch the wine. And the wine was literally the whole. You couldn't sneak a sip because you know God liked to smite folk in the Old Testament. You couldn't sneak a sip. It was literally I'm I'm going to pour out the entire thing. Onto the altar as a sacrifice. So, why am I talking about the wine? Because there's a whole other direction I could have went. We might go there if we got time. But why am I talking about wine today? Because we are like Paul. Paul used. Now, let me be a literature nerd for a second. Paul used a simile, a comparison using like or as, to compare himself to that sacrifice. Paul used it one other time. We won't get to that scripture on the next scripture, but he used it another time for his death. So what he is saying here is that I, that I myself, I who I am, am a sacrifice unto God. And I am being poured out. What is in me is being poured out onto the altar to glorify his name. Are y'all with me so far? So how does this equate to 2020? Why am I preaching this on September 27th, 2020? And God told me that we have to learn how to hold the wine. We we have a habit of pouring out before our time, before our before our vintage. That we pour out when we're arbermiss, but not when we're at, supposed to be at the auction block. That we release things, we say things, we do things, watch this, we do things before the time it is supposed to happen. So yes, it is of God, but it, but it don't give him glory. I heard a preacher say timing without God equals shipwreck. It could be, it, I, was, I was preparing notes for, for my college students and we talked about, I was teaching them about rhetorical appeals and we've learned about the ethos, the logos, and the pathos. The ethos is your character, the logos is your logic, the pathos is your emotion. But there's a fourth one that they didn't teach when I taught high school and it's Kairos. That, and Kairos is simply right time, right place. Kairos, right time, right place. And I've heard people, it's a Kairos moment. And like, y'all don't even know what Kairos means. Y'all just saying it because it sounds holy and sanctified in Greek. Because it is. It's holy, sanctified, and Greek. But Kairos, the right moment, the right season. And I'm going, God, why? 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 Why am I talking about this? I could, I could just be like Jesus saved. He would have shouted out here and went home. <laughs> but God is saying, I'm, I'm telling my bride and my church that sometimes you got to go back in the barrel. You ain't good. You, 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 ain't, you ain't ready yet. Go back in the barrel for a second. Okay, Holy Ghost, I'm going to say this. If they get mad or well, that we, we're talking about revival, 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 revival. 
God revival. This is revival. But 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 repentance means you go back in the barrel. Let me stay in the frame, y'all. That repentance means you go back, you put yourself back in the barrel and you let the Lord minister to you until the appropriate time that you're called to be poured out. You can't just, well, I'm saved. Baby, your Welch is grape juice. Hold up a second. You, you ain't the good Welch's. You concentrate. Go back for a second. Sit in the freezer a little while longer. Can we at least put some water in the picture first? And here's we talk about and, and we talk about the sweet smell. We talk about the barbecue, the sacrifice, but we don't talk about the libations. It's what's called a, a libation. I like that. I like that word, libations. That you only time that you would drink. Wine, this is probably the most alcoholic serving you'd have never heard in your life. This what, that's what the word said, not me. That when you drink wine, it is not to prepare for war. It is for Sabbath and it's for rest. It is for victory. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Part of the reason why the priest couldn't drink wine because it would have knocked them out of their position. That's why they couldn't touch it. Because God wants the best of us. Give him your best and guess what? Then you can chill. Rest. Put your feet up. You know, if you, if you, if you wear a wig, take that wig off. Um, look, I know. I remember when we used to dress up for church. Whew, don't, y'all. Y'all, I don't know. Why, why did y'all stuff me in suits? I don't, I don't, I don't. I blame y'all. Mom's in glory. So I'm, named, I'm blaming the one, two, three. I'm blaming you. <laughs> but. I remember, okay, I got to tell my mom, don't be mad at me. <laughs> mom, so my, my mother was a praise and worship leader, man. She would, the woman was saying her, saying her tail off. And, you know, she would come in nails, lashes, wig, heels, all that stuff, sing, direct, do all this other stuff. And then as soon as we hit the car, no, as, before we left the church, she would take her, her heels off, put them in her purse and put on her slippers. Then she walked to the car. And y'all remember this. She walked to the car, get in the car, and she typically, if she didn't wear a full wig, she at least wore a half wig wig and a fall. So she would take her wig off, put it on the on the seat next to her, and go. That was her saying, I have been poured out as a drink offering, as a sacrifice unto the Lord. Y'all wearing me out today. <laughs> but you you can't you can't drink wine in war. It's at the time of rest, and it's a symbol. And it's the it's this assimilation that you don't work hard, put your feet up, Amen, Hallelujah. But the wine, I don't know why I'm going this direction. But I'm gonna go here. Is a sign of the pressing that you've gone through. The wine is a sign of the labor that you've gone through. You don't just put grapes in a barrel and go, all right, grapes, hope for the best. Old school, what you did was you literally, you literally had to, have you seen those? Remember the, the loose, the I Love Lucy episode where she, you have to, to put pressure on the grapes to get the juice out. Then you have to barrel it and add some other stuff to it to make it ferment. 
That took time and effort, then you have to wait. The biggest issue right now with Christianity is that we have allowed people who may have not labored as long or it's not their vintage yet to speak for us. To say the things that are of God that are, or are not of God, they don't align with scripture because they haven't marinated. They haven't fermented in the word just long enough. Or, they, or, 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 if, or if one, if it sits too long, it gets too bitter. It becomes impalatable. So we have to be in a kairos state, the right place at the right time. So, I said on Facebook that I, um, I was going to respond to some things that have been happening in the country. And I'm not going to respond to them right now with this pulpit because that's not what God has called for me to do. But I said something and it shook a lot of people to their core because I said, I could respond right now. I could say something. But I'd rather wait and hear what God has to say first. My papa, Pastor Jodo Rice, taught me something real crucial. Amen. <laughs> taught me something real crucial. Y'all ready? When you have to manufacture something, you have to keep manufacturing something until, until you get tired. If I manufacture something, like, you know, you can start in the will and the flow of God. But then all of a sudden, the flow is shifted, but you don't want to shift. Oh, man, if I go this way, I'm going to lose folk. If, we go, if I go this way, you know, this is not going to jive well with people. So I'm going to, and eventually, the hand of the Lord lifts off of your life, lifts off of your ministry, lifts off of what you're doing. And then what you then you gotta you gotta cook some stuff up, you gotta put plants and stuff in the audience, you gotta do all this crazy stuff. Oh, because you didn't want to flow with the flow of God. Why am I going? Auntie, why am I going here today? That that you that that the problem is what's happening, and the thing is, I'm gonna say this right now, it's not gonna matter who's in office when this happens, because it's gonna happen no matter what. That what happens is is that is that the shift. The shift that we've been crying out for, the shift that God told me to preach about on Jan in January 5th, that the shift that is coming is going to show up and it's going to reveal the people who have been slowing in the spirit and been flowing in the mother spirits. The people who are seeking after the best vintage. Because here's the thing, the best vintages of wine, you can't just go to the store and buy them wholesale. You got to seek them out. I know for me, I've been fighting. I've been yelling at God. I'm not really yelling at God because every time I yell at him, he yell back. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going, God, please tell me I'm wrong. Please send me a prophet. Send me a prophetess. Send me a, an apostle. Send me a smoke signal, a dove, a cardinal, a chicken, a turkey. So tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm tripping. Tell me that what, I, what I'm hearing in the... Talk, tell me. And he's like, I ain't got to tell you you're wrong because you, 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 if the word affirms what you're saying and it's not you take making your own, they, they, what did I say last week? They knew international version. They knew international version. God is calling for us to be poured out. I ain't got to preach. I ain't got to talk about the rest of this because I think I covered it. 
got to be poured out. The world is watching to see if we are willing to be poured out at the altar for the cause of Christ. The world wants to see a Christianity that is its authentic self. It doesn't matter how you package it. Let me say that again. It does not matter how you package it. As long as it aligns with scripture. You can't just be like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, oh, no, we're not doing that. But if God, if it, if it has lights, okay, cool. If it doesn't have lights, okay, cool. If it's all white, okay, cool. If it's all black, if it's all his, if it's, okay, cool. But as long as your heart's in alignment with God, that's what he wants. And it's not just about the Sunday morning experience. It's not just about us getting together for one hour. If it, it, it sickens me that people had a temper tantrum because they didn't want to get up, roll over to the side of the bed, grab their phone, go on Facebook, and go to church. Pre-Rona, you dreamt of that day. I got to get up, put myself together, drive on in there, find me a parking spot, all this stuff, fight with folk. But I praise the Lord. You know, I don't like half them people. No way. But as soon as we say, all right, everybody, there's a, there's a virus that, well, the virus cometh. What is we going to do? Um, we're going, everybody needs to go alive. Or we ain't going alive. The devil is alive. Boy. You pray, God, I want to be a member of Bedside Baptist for at least three months and I'll be all right. You got your prayer. That we have shown as the body of Christ, and I know this is going to make some folk mad, but I don't care. We have shown as the body of Christ our immaturity and our fear. We have shown selfish gain. We have shown what happens when you put your financial prosperity over your spiritual growth. And I hear God saying it's time for us to become the best wine again. It's time for us to be that sacrifice poured out at the altar every single day. That is not just a shout out to Pastor Josh Dexter for writing this song. The song, this song says the party's over. Nobody's laughing now. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow has is, is come too soon. When will they learn to realize there's something better than a Sunday suit? That that literally that that we we have gotten so used to putting it now now the cool thing is ripped jeans y'all know I don't rip my pants this morning but praise God <laughs> I'm in star uh, yeah I'm in star row today I'm in star row hey, Amen these pants getting thrown out as soon as I can get them thrown out but <laughs> we keep it real at True Vision um, where was I but people have made an idol out of the experience. but they don't want the fermentation that is required in relationship with God. <laughs> power, the power of God comes from having relationship with God. I'll say it again, the power of God involves you having relationship with God. 
you can speak in tongues. People are like, oh, I'm speaking in tongues because then at the same time, I'm like, this, this, we gotta, we gotta chill. We gotta figure out a balance here. That you have to have that relationship and you do things for the sake of relationship, not because rules and regulations have told you that you have to. Y'all still with me so far? Have I lost you yet? No, no, I'm good, good. Praise God. That, that rules and regulations, either you blindly comply or you find every loophole to get around it. But God is requiring relationship from us at this time. God is requiring, God is looking for the sons and the daughters of God. Not, not, just by, not just children by bloodline, but children by inheritance and responsibility. That he's looking for the sons and the daughters of God. The, the, the world is groaning for the sons and the daughters of God to rise up. And, and how do you know if they're a son or a daughter of the Most High God? Because they have the best wine. That's a big truck, y'all. Praise God. <laughs> like God. God is looking for the sons and the daughters of God. The world is looking for the sons and the daughters of God to rise up. So my, my question for you today is this. Are you willing to be poured out? Now, before you go, yes. But every time people ask, ask those questions, and they'll be like, yes. And they get in the car, and they'll be like, I don't know what he was talking about. I'm doing, I'm growl. I'm a dupe. <laughs> but I really want you to think about this, though. I want you to think about this. And I hope I've been in frame the entire time. <laughs> I want you to really think about this, y'all. I'm going to talk to y'all for a second. That, that the world that we, are, that we are in is changing. That God is literally shifting everything that we thought and the thing is, he's shaking things up. The Bible says, you know, he'll shake everything and that can be shaken. And what, pretty much what remains is going to be him. And literally, everything is being shaken. And I was thinking about this. I said, if we had a second wave and we had to go back to online, would we be okay? I'm like, yeah, well, my church would be okay. We've been doing it. Ain't nothing new. Other people might not be at that point. Have you been thinking about, you know, the whole, you can't worship, you can't worship, as in you can't sing. And, you know, I was up here doing praise and worship. I don't let praise and worship for the majority of my life. You know, I've been singing all my life, so I get it. I love to worship. But I'm going to tell you what God told me in the midst of when all that was going on. He's like, I'm trying to get y'all to be quiet so I can get you back in alignment. Because people focus more on the worship, but will ignore what? The word. And as much as I love, much as I love praise and worship, praise and worship ain't going to save you. It's the word of God. I say that as a worship leader, as an artist, as a songwriter. It's that our relationship is more than the latest top 40 hit. Our relationship is knowing the heart of God. And how do you know the heart of God through his word? So we have some things between now and November to get right. And the thing is, judgment begins at the house of God. There's an old song that says, put your time in, payday coming after a while. We used to sing, we used to sing that a little bit back in the day. Put your time in, pay, that means keep working. Keep working in the vineyard. Keep doing what you're supposed to do because guess what? Your paycheck coming. What does that look like? Are you going to be a vessel 
of the fresh wine, the best wine. Are you going to be over missed? Tell me what you think about that. I'm going to ask you again. Who here, after we tear everything down and go our separate ways and then all this stuff, we go back to our normal lives. Some people go back to Columbus. Some people go to Lancaster, go all these other places. Who here is like, I want to be poured out. I want to be poured out. If that's you, just wave at me. Just wave at me. See, in the old, in the old school, we'd be, we be having, we'd be like, we get, yeah, it, Corona ain't going to do that. Just wave at me. My charge for you, for all of us, and then I want to pray. My charge for all of us is that we begin the work of revival. And what, the, what, what is that work of revival? The work of revival is the first step is repentance. People need to quit skipping stuff. Quit skipping. You want, you want to get to the shout. I remember, I remember growing up. So I'm telling you a lot of when I was growing up stories. Probably because they're here. Um, I remember growing up when we used to have the, the shut-in service. We had choir rehearsal. Then everybody show up in their pajamas. All the, all the women had their hair wrapped up. I, I grew up in black church also. Everybody had their hair wrapped up and stuff. And, you know, they walked in in their sweat, sweatpants, no makeup. Somebody was cooking in the kitchen. And, and Bishop Rice and Pastor Rice had us praying for all. You bet not fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. We, you bet not fall asleep. I thought we was praying at the altar all night. Because we wanted to be poured out. Man, I missed that. Let me get a building. We're doing one. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Um, we, we have to be poured out. So my challenge to you is do the work. Do the repentance work. Do the crying out at the altar work. Do that work in your heart first. Before the corporate man comes to repentance, the individual has to, come, has to repair their hearts first. I'm not just saying this because it sounds cool. Read Joel 2. It'll bless you. The personal, there's personal repentance, corporate repentance, restoration, and then revival. But, but we, we keep trying to jump to step two and maybe step three, but we haven't got step one right. Do the work. Do the hard work. I know some of us at True Vision, we're doing the chain fast this week, starting tomorrow and then, and then Friday, that we're splitting the day in the shifts, and at least one person is fasting. Because we're believing God for some things, but we're also believing God to be, to make us that good wine. So if you want to jump in, let me know, and I'll tell you the times, and you can jump in whenever. But with that, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, in the precious and mighty and matchless name of Jesus, Lord, we just ask right now that you go to the depths of our heart, and you speak to us where we are. You know us. You know us. You know the things. You know the stuff. You know the baggage. You know the mess. You know the fears. You know us because you created us. So see us as we are and make us over. 
We repent. We lay ourselves at your altar. We lay ourselves at, at we lay ourselves at your mercy. We repent for everything that we have done in word, thought, or deed, omission, or commission. The, even the even the things that, that we thought that we were planning, Lord God, we shut them down in the name of Jesus. And we align ourselves with you. We, uh, we ask you to cover us with the blood once again. Let us be in alignment. Let us be in partnership and connection with your will and with your plan so that you can get the glory out of our lives. And God, help teach us, help show us how to spread this to those who are surrounded by by us, those that we know, those who are walking with God, so they can be, be the best wine poured out at the altar. And Lord God, teach us how to be poured out. Teach us how to walk in your love. Teach us how to walk in your truth. And Lord God, I come against every lie of the enemy. I'm speaking to the disqualified ones who are here. And I hear the Holy Ghost saying that, that but the devil tried to disqualify, I used it as credibility to qualify you for the next step. That the past that you have carried, the past that people have tried to hold you back from, the past that people have, have, have tried to use to destroy you will be the very thing that qualifies you for what I'm calling to do. Um, that, that, that you're going to be used when you're being poured out. So I come against every lie of the enemy that has been spoken against the people in the square, those who are under the sound of my voice. Lord God, I pray that you begin to affirm their heart, affirm their spirit, speak life over them. Lord God, speak well, bless them, speak well over them so that they may know that you are God and that you will do exactly what you said. So we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise.